0: Hello loving community, so happy to have you back for another one of our episodes, but before we get into that, I'm just going to give you a little update on what's going on at Soulful. So over the holidays, we kind of took some time for ourselves to reset, to do some lots of self-intimacy practices, and yeah, we're feeling pretty good going into this year so far we've seen a lot of flow and abundance come in in all forms. So Rachel and I are kind of vibing pretty high in this new year. And Rachel specifically um, has such an exciting announcement if you haven't been following us on Instagram, but she got engaged last weekend. And I'm just so excited for her. When she texted me, I just was I was so caught off guard I totally forgot that she was going to be um, getting engaged so soon and I was in the grocery store and I just completely was jumping up and down I was screaming grinning ear to air I could feel her energy she's so so happy and it was so perfect she was out in nature she was with people that she loved. And it was so her and magical. So um, yeah, I'm so excited for her. She has this whole new journey now, um, starting to build her own family. And so lots of exciting stuff on that end. Um, For myself, I'm back in LA and just being back out in nature, taking some time to go to the ocean every day, making sure that I catch my sunsets. That really keeps me feeling aligned and feeling in the flow of things. So this episode will probably come out when um, we just kind of had a really crazy day in the United States on January 6th. And I just want to say to everyone my my heart goes out to you and to feel everything that you're feeling and we've been through a lot and I know we're continuously going through a lot of growth and transformation and when it feels like everything's going wrong and a lot of things are being in chaos and in question know that we're always being supported by the universe and that everything is happening for a reason and so when we it to that perspective what we notice is that some of these things um they're happening for a reason for us to learn from them that these systems can be destroyed so that they can be replenished again and solid ground where there's truth and joy and love coming through them. And as humans and especially as healers and light workers that listen to this podcast, you feel it the most, right? Because you are open to your psychic abilities. And so you feel the energy of the collective and the collective right now can have, A lot of heavy and dense energy that we're still moving through and clearing so just take care of yourself to do your intuitive practices, whether that's meditating, walking out in nature, having a morning routine and nighttime ritual, that time for yourself so you raise your own vibration, you get really clear on where your own energy is. So that way, when you take on the energy of the collective, you know when it's not yours, and you don't have to claim it as yours. You can say that is theirs, this is mine. And that separation is key for you to live in your truth and to not live in the illusion of others. So I feel you if you're feeling a lot of things like headaches, migraines, body aches, tired, brain fog, So all things that are normal and a beautiful message that I channeled from my guides the other night was that as a collective, we're going through a lot of fluctuations. So I know a lot of, in the spiritual community, we're talking about, we're in this 5D land, we're in this five dimensional land where we can easily tune into the vibrations of joy and love and happiness and abundance. It comes a lot faster now once we tune into that frequency. And it's going to fluctuate when we're first starting to get in touch with this energy. If this is the first time that we really became awakened to the five D energy, and so allow yourself to really feel the highs and the lows. And there's nee—they're neither good or bad because both have to exist in order for us to have a point of stabilization. So, kind of think of okay, the highs—we know they feel really good. We know how to ride those out and feel into the good vibrations and help to spread them to our community. And when we're feeling the lows, it's good to feel those too. It's good to talk about them, to share with them vulnerably with our community so that we can all connect with each other on that level. And when you feel that low, what's really happening is you're pushing out that limiting belief or that dense negative matter from your auric field, so that it can be recycled into more positive energy. And then when you push that out of you, then you can immediately uplift your state and go back to the five dimensional way of thinking. But we need to feel those because those are still at some level living in our DNA, and they were meant to be brought out to the surface. So I'm just letting you know that everything that you're feeling is completely normal, and that to feel them to have it pushed out, and to know that it happens quicker. And try this out in yourself. I always say, you know, I don't speak to preach, um, I speak so that you can try this on and learn from your own experience. So, if is it easier, is it faster to process process these things? You know, I've definitely been experiencing that in myself. That a moment that would have been really triggering for me, and it would have took me a day or two to really journal about, understand the limiting belief behind it. When was this conditioning picked up on? It's happening a lot quicker. Last night was a good example. I was triggered by something of an old childhood wound. And I knew right away, I was like, Oh my God, I'm being triggered. And I kind of giggled. I kind of laughed because I was excited. I was like, Oh, I picked it up right away. I know I'm being triggered right now. I don't need to act on this um, emotion. And so I went in bed, I journaled on it, and it just totally flowed. And I went to bed, did an energy clearing meditation. And by the time I woke up, I I feel great again. I feel back into five-dimensional thinking. I don't have to take on that lower vibrational um, trigger that I had felt because I really understood where it came from. So know that the work does pay off and um, you will fluctuate. And that's totally fine that you can totally find stability. And yeah, we're seeing that too with our our challenge group. So We have 110 members in our five-day New Year's Challenge, and it's so fun because every day people are posting, they're taking on the new exercises that we're giving them, the recommendations to heal their imbalances, and I love all the insights that are coming through. Everyone's being really vulnerable, sharing their story, and it's connecting everyone because everyone's like, oh my gosh, I have totally felt lonely and totally felt like I couldn't go after my dream job before too. And others are saying, yes, I've dealt with chronic illness and I felt like a failure and nothing was working for me. And everyone is so supportive and uplifting. It's what I love most about this community. So I'm so excited to share with you more on on what they heal in just these five days. It's amazing how quick the transformations are happening so quickly. Um, So yeah, we'll keep you posted on what happens on the New Year's Challenge. We finish in just a day. And just sending you a lot of love. We're really excited for you to get into this episode today. We have um, Rachel and I doing our duo cast. We love um, sharing our stories. So we are on the podcast today sharing our story to inspire you all and to show you what it's looked like for us to be on our healing journey, because I think seeing is to believing. And a lot of times when we feel like, oh, I'm a failure or I'm in that rut, seeing how others have gotten out of it can be the thing that really gets you out of it. So we hope that our stories inspire you. We hope that you can really find your own path from listening this and realize that you've always been on the path and realize how the universe is always happening for you. So with that, sit back, relax, and tune in. Welcome to Soulful Veda's podcast. We are Ayurvedic health coaches that heal and balances in the mind, body, and spirit. We are here to guide you on your healing journey with soulful wisdom and higher intuition. You are your best healer, and your moment to connect your highest self is now. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Woke Woman with Angelica here and Rachel. Um, We're super excited to do one of our duo podcasts. And this one's really special because we're talking about our stories and um, specifically how our lives have transformed with the power of Ayurveda. So we're kind of really excited to get into it with you all today. So on that note, I would love to start talking about you, Rachel, because I think your story is so fascinating. And we were just talking about this, too, because it's really interesting how our stories evolve over time, right? Like how we looked at our stories a year ago, three years ago, looks completely different than it does now. And that's because we've accrued more knowledge. And we're in a different space where we can see how more things aligned in the past than we thought um, to bring us where we are at today. So on that note, Rachel. I'd love to hear from you. Where do you feel like your story began?
1: Mm. I I feel like it actually began before I realized it began. Um, and I say that because there I think there's a lesson in that when I look back at it, is that in high school, although I'll go all the way back to the high school days, um, I, like most people, was an athlete. Um, I didn't have to work too hard to stay fit. I felt very happy and healthy without any real forethought to my choices. And I definitely was not a healthy eater. Um, Only worked out because I did sports, but like other than that, didn't really care. And I was that way probably until, I don't, I want to say maybe junior year of college. And It was an interesting time because I started paying closer attention to my health and this was mostly because of imbalances that were creeping up, but this was also when more of my obsessive tendencies started to come into play. And At the time, I totally did not think of them as obsessive tendencies at all. Um, I thought it was me getting woke and, you know, realizing what health was and trying on all of these things. Um, So... It started. It was my junior year, and I remember very specifically. I was in Spain, living with my host family. And if you're not familiar with the food of Andalusia, I lived in Granada at the time. Um, there's a lot of tomatoes. Um, there's a lot of salt. A lot of wine drinking. Um, I had never really drank coffee before, and I started to while studying in Spain because I loved the little coffee shops and espressos. And if you're familiar with Ayurveda, you know that all of those things are pretty pitta um, invoking or aggravating. So I started to notice this terrible, terrible heartburn. And I remember <laughs> you guys are going to die of this. I had this little bed that like pulled out of the wall that I was sitting in in my, <laughs> my host family's it literally like popped out from the wall. And <laughs> I was FaceTiming, um, with my parents and my dad's an MD and I was like, dad, I don't know what is going on. Like I have the worst heartburn. It's really hard for me to sleep. And, um, like oh what are what have you been eating what are some of the things you've been doing and I'm like well I eat a ton of tomatoes like a lot of tomatoes and if you're familiar also with Spanish culture they tend to have a really late supper Um, and it's usually smaller but because I was an American I'd have a decent sized dinner and so all of these foods I noticed were giving me bad heartburn and starting to notice a bunch of other things and this was kind of the peak of the story where I was like, all right, you know, something feels a little bit off here. And I just took it to the extreme. It's one of those things you gave me an inch. I took it a mile and senior year of college, I really started to get into health, but I definitely didn't lessen up on my lifestyle. So I was a pretty typical senior in college. I went out a lot. um, I drank a lot. I didn't get a lot of sleep. I you know, was trying to get a job. So I would go out all week and then I would drive up to Chicago and be in job interviews and then come back for happy hour. And it was just not a very healthy and wholesome lifestyle. Um, And that's when things, you know, one, started to get worse in terms of my symptoms, but I also started to step up my game. So I started to try to eat cleaner and healthier, which now that I look back on it is kind of laughable, but at the time, like that's what I thought healthy was. Um, I would do the Kayla, it seems workouts every day, get up super early after night of drinking and, you know, crush a workout. And so very like hits of things going on with me. And I, I always had this thought to myself, like when I leave college, all of this will change. I will lose all this weight. I'll start feeling amazing. It's going to be great. Um, but that did not happen. So I took those habits right into my corporate world. And basically the same thing just continued to happen. And I got a little bit Crazier, I guess you could say, as time went on, where the longer I had symptoms of things, which for me, I really had this like full body rash. You couldn't see it, but there were like little bumps and I would feel it. And I got a ton of blood work done. I tried to figure out what was wrong with me. I was doing all of these things and there was no answer to my questions. And so I had that going on. I had adult acne for the first time. I still had this chronic heartburn. It would be so bad that I couldn't sleep at night. So I was a really bad insomniac. Um, And all of those things were were happening while I started to get even more and more into health. Um, so I became, my first step into Ayurveda, I would say, was really becoming a yoga sculpt instructor. So I did that first, and I immediately fell in love with yoga, the principles, the science, and even though it's yoga sculpt, and you might be thinking, okay, that's basically just a fitness instructor. Um, it was one like my first peek at spirituality from a different sense, even though you're doing this hardcore workout We learned the philosophy behind it, and I started to understand the importance of the shavasana and the meditation practice and connecting to your body. And so that was a really big step for me in terms of getting to where I'm at today. So I started teaching, loved it, and you know, that was a, a really great move for me. And it really set me on this other path. But in the meantime, this was where I was really starting to get deep into multiple diets. And if you've heard my story before, you know that I've tried every diet under the sun from paleo to Whole30. I've done keto. I've been vegan. I've been a vegetarian. I've done intermittent fasting, done the bulletproof coffee. Like I've done, you know, celery juice. If you name a fad, I have likely tried it. Um And not to say that those were bad experiences, but they were incredibly, incredibly frustrating because when you're doing something like a whole 30 or you're dedicating yourself to a keto lifestyle, it involves a ton of willpower and honestly, a lot of mental energy. And for me, I kept expending all of this energy without actually seeing any results or any shifts in my physical symptoms. And because of that, it became all I could think about. And to give you some context, um, the role that I had at this time was it was called client development. So I had relationships with clients and I would travel, we would do dinners, we would, you know, put strategies to them, and then we'd go to fly to a different client. Um, and, you know, I was going up to eat a lot and traveling, and I would always be thinking, like, okay, what's next? Could I eat at the airport? And, you know, I really would love a tea right now, but oh, this tea comes with this, this many grams of sugar. And I'd be staring at my client's pasta plate. And be like, how could she be eating that? Does she know how many grams of carbs are in that plate? And I got to a place where I was honestly like, disgusted with myself. And it was really disheartening to think that I had gotten to this place where I had to judge other people for their food choices. And now I can look back and say it was because I was judging myself and holding myself to such a you know, quote unquote, high standard of health and food. And I really thought that if I could get it perfect, that all of my symptoms would go away. I was committed to that. That's what I wanted. And so I became a holistic nutritionist and I started to understand for the first time, herbalism, different foods, vitamins, micronutrients, all of that. I'm like, okay, yes, this is the answer. This is going to work. I went whole food, plant-based, But even though I felt better from that, and I think most people do when they try that, what happened was it, you know, didn't actually address the root of what was going on there. And so even though I had swapped out foods for something that made my body feel better, there was still that part of me that was seeking and reaching for that perfectionism, that end goal. And I still had that really, really critical mind. And so Then, you know, I I started to get frustrated with myself too, like, okay, food's not the answer. What could the answer be? I've tried everything else. And when I got to this point in my life, then, you know, the universe sent me a miracle in the form of Angelica. (laughs) So if you listen to our last podcast, you can get our story of, you know, how we first connected and how we started working together. So I won't go into it here, but I will share that working with her was like a light bulb went off for me because... Not only were the recommendations on food and lifestyle really intuitive and really powerful for me, but it was the first time that I really started to connect that health went way deeper than the foods I was putting in my body, the exercise I was doing, and actually that was just a teeny, teeny sliver of the pie. And so when I you know, started working with Ayurveda, the, the more I learned it, the more it felt like it felt like a language, honestly, like something I'd learned when I was little, but hadn't spoken for a while. And the more I started to learn it, it just came back so fluently and natural to me. And it, you know, was the foundation and the influence of everything I use in my life today. And, you know, something that's really cool about the work that we do that I love is that we put our own take on it and we bring a lot of different practices into support Ayurveda. But the beautiful thing about Ayurveda is it, you know, still underscores all of those practices, but understanding the elements, the qualities and the energies. And once you see life through that lens, everything starts to click and to make sense.
0: Wow. that is so beautiful hearing it. Every single time I hear your story, it's always something different. And what I was really picking up this time is the universe is always happening for us, right? So, I love how your journey started when you were starting to get into the health scene and you were trying different diets and, you know, maybe the universe granted you with a little bit of a gift of like, you were feeling like one day more energetic, but then once you start getting on the right path, the universe gives you things. But then when you it wants to redirect you, it'll start sending you signs again. And I think a lot for healers, they, the universe sends you signs in forms of body ailments because that's how we understand ourselves and then how we can understand um, our clients and how we can heal them. So I love how it was so clear like, okay, now I and got my holistic certification. Like, okay, this feels really good, but mm, it's not quite right. Like there's still some things that are off. And it, then it finally redirected you to Ayurveda. It was like, wow, this is it. And that felt that feeling, you said like a light bulb, but I would love for you to talk more about what that feeling was like for you. Explain it so beautifully with the metaphor and like the language,
1: but how did that tap into your intuition Yeah. And I think that's actually a great question. Something I wanted to hit on is that I think too, you know, I I took a little bit of that original mentality to Ayurveda and was like, I must do everything according to a Pitta pacifying lifestyle and diet. And, you know, take those old habits and apply them to Ayurveda. And something that I'm able to look back and see now is that Ayurveda in its feminine form is just a tool. And Mama Ayurveda, as we like to refer to her as, is really just, she just wants us to thrive in our lives. And so for her, it's like, you know, it doesn't just have to be Ayurveda, it's Reiki, it's spiritual psychology, it's looking at neuroscience, it's adding all of these other practices. And really what it is, is informing you of your own intuition, your own innate ability to decipher and decide what is right for you. And that's really where I feel like I'm at today. And obviously that's still evolving and I will continue to grow, but I just feel so much more confident that if something you know, even doesn't resonate with me from the science of Ayurveda, I don't stew over it and feel like I'm in the wrong. I'm able to say to myself, okay, like that practice isn't right for me right now, or it's just not the right time. I'm not ready for it. And, you know, I have some resistance I need to work through and I kind of leave it alone until I'm ready to, to pick it up. But I think the most beautiful thing about it is tapping into that intuition and being able to trust myself when I, you know, have something come up that resonates more with my heart than with the mind of thinking, okay, this is how it must be now because I've connected to this science on such a deep level. I love that. It's so true because even for you too,
0: you just know things. That's one of your intuitive gifts. You are able to pick up things so quickly. It's how you learned Ayurveda so quickly. I mean, you've probably had multiple lifetimes where you've studied Ayurveda. So it is just kind of in your DNA and it awakened it once you learned about it again. But that inner knowing is your, is your golden compass. And it's, it's so beautiful how each of us has it in our own ways. And what's really interesting is how I feel like even when I found Ayurveda and like, yes, it was that golden beacon, how I learned the lessons of how to include my human design and how to incorporate Reiki um, and like the way the universe was sending me my messages. So when I, of course, like learned Ayurveda, started studying it and teaching it to everyone, it was like my whole life. I was like, this is it. This is how I see the world. This is my perspective. And I was still healing from my own um, imbalances. I had amenorrhea, which means an absence of a period, but I received it. I had been receiving it. um, It's been my hormone levels were getting a lot better um, with Ayurveda, but I wasn't getting my period still. So when I did my Reiki training and the day after I did Reiki training, I got my cycle again for the first time in three years, which is crazy. And again, that was source showing me through my body okay, we're showing you that yes, it is Ayurveda. And there's all these other modalities that you can do. And through that, I just became more open, receptive to okay, I don't have to put myself in a box, like how you were saying that, you know, you don't have to be just one diet or the other, like it just keeps expanding from here on out, which is so cool
1: to see that evolve. Yeah, I love that. And that piece of your story as well. And I think, you know it's always the end and the universe wants that for us and i think the biggest thing that ayurveda spiritual psychology reiki all of it's given me is that ability to see beyond and to look at things differently and honestly it's it's seeing things with more curiosity because Whether you're a client of an Ayurvedic practitioner or you are an Ayurvedic practitioner, so much of it is asking questions. So for example, if you were to see one of us it'd be like, okay, what does your body feel like in, in this capacity? What is your digestion like? What's your appetite? And oftentimes what I realize when we see clients for the first time, they might have not have ever even thought of that question. So they have to get really curious about their own body. And when we take that lesson and we apply it to the rest of our lives, I think it's really powerful in creating space between ourselves and that criticality and that judgment or, you know, that stubbornness to see a new perspective. And when we leave that space for curiosity, a lot of beautiful new lessons come in and as well as that expansive mindset. So, yeah, I think that's just really powerful part of this whole process and of my story.
0: Yeah. I would also love to hear how did connecting with your body and healing, your mindset as well. How did that lead you towards living a life that has more purpose and eventually directing you into um, your dream career?
1: Mm, That's such a good question. And for me, it started with the body first, like I talked about. So I met you, I healed my physical ailments. And I think what it was is it was a subtle shift. It's definitely not something I noticed at the time. But I think a part of me was like, wow, you know, what is possible if I struggled you know, with this for years and sought out all of these different things. None of them worked. And I found this, and this was possible. Like what else is possible for me? And as I looked at my career, it was, it was challenging to to say like, you know, maybe this isn't for me because you can, you know, I know you will probably share part of this with your story, but it was easy to be grateful and say like, Oh, I'm so lucky. Anybody would be lucky to have this great manager, these great friends, this great salary. But part of me, it almost felt guilty being like, but what if like this resonates so deeply, you have such a calling to share this now you've it, it seems to come so naturally to me, what if it were possible, and it was through baby steps, anytime we're changing our mindset, I think it feels like it could be this one giant sweep, but it's really just those tiny baby steps toward that new belief of like, okay, but what if? You could do that thing where you serve other people and you get to share this wisdom and you can still have amazing coworkers, be your own amazing boss and make an incredible salary. And I think just training myself to think like that. So retraining that mindset is such a huge shift and it's, people are starting to talk about it now, but I think it's something that's not talked about enough where once you see what's possible, it's like anything is possible, (laughs) which sounds silly, but it just opens up a whole new world for you to see through that lens and perspective.
0: Totally. I feel like it's like you're in training, like flexing the muscle. So by flexing that muscle of like, oh, my body can heal, like I can do this myself. You're building up your own confidence. And you're like, wow, this opens up a whole nother world. And I often see this with intuitives and psychics, it's that they get into this world through veganism or eating a plant-based diet, because they know that in healing themselves, it opens up their whole world to this. And like we've seen the evolvement too of how our whole business has gone from Ayurveda and diet and conscious eating habits. I mean, that was very much what we were invested in this time last year. We were creating our dosha food guides and we led our first group through their program. And now thinking of where it's evolved to is like totally on intuition and totally trusting on spirit and allowing that space to come through. It's, yeah, it's pretty crazy to see that. And actually, I also wanted to, when you were talking about, Oh, I should be, just be grateful for what I have. I got a flashback of when you were in my office and you told me that and I'm laughing inside my I was laughing inside my head because I was like one day she'll find out. But you were telling me, "Yeah, you know, I I'm not as upset with my job anymore. You came in like it doesn't really bother me. Like I I have a really good pay and I like my coworkers and, you know, I even like some of the projects I do, like, even though it's not what I want to be doing, I'm totally fine where I'm at right now. It's totally okay. And in my head, I'm just laughing because I'm like, oh my gosh, you just, you haven't You have all this potential within you and I I see it and I just cannot wait until the moment when you see it and and that starts to blossom. And so it was so funny because in your head, you're like smiling and grinning like, oh, I got to figure it out. And I was like smiling and laughing at you because I knew that one day it would happen. And I guess the universe was even putting a joke on me because – the universe is smiling and laughing, like yeah, duh. The only reason that you are going to be able to be fruitful in your career too is if you have Rachel by your side. So, you two were so meant to be together.
1: <laughs> That's so funny, and yeah, I, I even remember that conversation where it kind of felt like relief. Where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm feeling better, but part of me still wasn't bought in, and I think. You know, if I had just stayed with that and not questioned it, I'd still be there today and not doing any of this. Um, but something deeper, you know, you talked about my inner knowing, it's always been very strong for me where, you know, it's relationships, you know, people, things. If once I know, I know and I have to take immediate action. And I got to that place where I was like, All right, we're gonna call bullshit on your everything is happy and fine and we're gonna make this shift. And you know, it was incredible for me to see, okay, what can I create? And it's so beautiful to see what we've created today. And I'm honored every single day to hear feedback from people whose lives we've touched or empower them to see that wholeness that you were talking about and that ability to see that in me and do that for others. But I think another big part of it, and the reason we wanted to even share our stories today, is it has a ripple effect and, you know, a butterfly effect where when you step into that power and you believe in something for yourself, you believe something's possible it ignites something in someone else. And they're like, well, she believed she could do it and odds maybe weren't stacked in her favor, but it happened. And if you're listening and you're like, that's kind of where I'm sitting is right on that fence of my life's okay. But you know, I don't really want to go into what's possible because it's a little scary and how dare I, and all of that know that by you, you know, stepping into that power, you're positively impacting somebody else. So it has, that magnifying effect where, yes, it changes your life, but also it'll change all the lives of people around you, whether you know it or not.
0: Totally. It's really funny because I just got off um, a call with one of our clients and she was saying that... She had been sharing her story more, um, a story that's pretty vulnerable for her about a trauma she endured, and she's been sharing with some of her clients. And she would have never have done that in the past before because she's like, "No, this is my client's time. I'm not going to make this about myself," which is very much what healers think like. And so she just felt called because she's extremely intuitive. Um, she felt called to share her story to these women in particular, and they were just so inspired and happy that she did. She's like, "Wow, like I." Could I couldn't believe it actually helped heal them a lot faster because they were inspired by my story. And that was just such a beautiful
1: moment to witness. Mm, I love that so much. And yeah, and people love to connect with that too, right? So even if, you know, you have that client and coach relationship, you know, you're still human beings at the end of the day and it's beautiful to connect in that way. And so I kind of want to segue off that and really start tapping into your story and hear where everything started for you and how you got to be where you're at today.
0: Yeah, it's it's interesting too, because I I feel like I, I definitely got into it with the yoga world um, and just eating healthy. Eating healthy actually, as, as a kid, I... I feel like in high school, actually, I started to even though or at least I thought I started to. But I noticed how much better I felt immediately in my body as soon as I started eating healthier, that it was kind of a no brainer. Like, I'm definitely going to start doing this. I feel better about myself. And so kind of throughout. College, I kind of dipped. I fluctuated a lot, and then um, there was one summer where I found yoga. My first introduction to yoga was Bikram yoga because I'm a Pitta and I'm intense, and I did Bikram yoga five days a week. And Bikram yoga is an hour and a half class with 105 degrees and 40% humidity and very strict and disciplined. But I loved it because it was so disciplined, and I love that I could see the progress in myself and. Um, yeah, I just I felt so good in my body, and I was feeling so confident, and I I saw my body transform, and I saw my mind transform of like being more calm and peaceful, which is pretty amazing that that happened naturally in a sequence that's so disciplined and maybe doesn't exactly have all the ethics that yoga has to offer, um, but naturally my body was just responding to that and people notice that like wow you're so much calmer and they don't even know that I was doing this yoga thing and that's when I really started to see the transformation in myself and I just felt it opened up so many doors I was like wow like I really felt the the most connected I felt to myself ever and it was amazing so I continued yoga and then um eventually got my yoga certification. And that's when the floodgates really opened even more. I mean, I learned the chakra system and I I couldn't, it was blowing my mind. I was, I was, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't go to sleep that night specifically because there were so many connections that I was making. And I was seeing it through that lens in every aspect of my life. It was like, this is it. This is, this is it. The chakra system, that is the meaning of life. I'm done. And then I realized that that was just one window into this whole world that exists of the Vedas. And you can learn all these other things. I mean, I was so overwhelmed, but so excited because I knew that this was the world for me. And so at the time I was working in fashion PR, I'd only worked there for a year before I quit. (laughs) But I guess I was interning there a couple months before. I knew nothing about the fashion world, but I was a business marketing major. And the only thing that excited me the most was fashion because I love expressing myself through what I wear um, and clothes and jewelry, um, very tourist energy I have. So I was like, oh, okay, I'll just do fashion. And I didn't even know what fashion PR was. (laughs) I was working the job. I was the worst. I didn't even like know what celebrities were. It was so funny. But I was a diligent worker and I could pick up things really quickly. So it worked for me. And my boss saw how dedicated I was. So she really liked me. Um, And then until she didn't like me anymore. And then it created this really toxic environment. And it was so dreadful. I really dragged myself to work every day and dragged myself to get out of bed. I would always go to yoga, though, before I went to into work. And I remember one day, I didn't get to stay in Shavasana. I didn't even get to stay to the end of class because my um, boss knew I was going to yoga and then she would get upset that I was doing something for myself and not just completely investing myself in the company. So she um, made it sure that I had to be on time. So I couldn't stay for Shavasana, but one day I was like, fuck it, I don't care anymore. I'm staying for Shavasana. And I just sat there and I laid there and I was like, wow, I would love to just be in this studio all day. This is where my heart is. And I saw... The yoga studio manager and I loved her. She was spunky, full of so much energy. And she was such a role model. I was like, I want her, I want her life, not her life exactly, but I wanted that her role um, as a yoga manager. And I said that to myself, like, wow, if I had that, that'd be amazing. And then like, I laughed at myself, like, what a dream. I'm so far away from that. Um, then it just got so toxic at work that I finally had to quit. And I was like, I don't care. I'm quitting. And like you, Rachel, when I know something, I I know it and I just go for it. So without any plan in place, I just on a whim quit my job. Um, well, I shouldn't say on a whim. Two weeks prior before I quit, I reached out to one of the women who did my yoga training um who is still a friend of mine and she was like hey we're doing auditions in two weeks why don't you come in and i was like great i did all the things like what can i do to prepare for the audition prep felt really good nailed the audition and got the job so then i was like okay i'm quitting um but by quitting i really kind of like jumped off the cliff and i feel like i created more magnetism in that moment because i trusted like i had no idea if i was gonna fully be accepted Um, as an instructor but I did it just because I knew that that was my path so from there I became a full-time teacher and I loved it because it was completely something that I enjoyed doing I had flexibility in my days I was flying from class to class I was living in LA so I would go to the Wilshire Wilshire, Wilshire studio (laughs) for Dondo and then um, there was another studio too I was just flying around town kind of crazy vata energy and I also partied a lot at this time in my life I mean I was just out of college and yeah I was just staying up late nights on weekends going crazy and I just had this like infinite amount of energy. So I was like, well, I can't believe this is even humanly possible for me to do, to be up all these hours in a day and to do all the things that I'm doing, but I'm still doing it. And I, that's when I was really, I didn't know it, but under the scenes, I was really burning out my adrenals and getting a really heavy pitta and vata imbalance. And so I started to notice in my digestion, um, my bowel movements were way off, had really bad bloating and gas and Finally, I went to an internist and they, there wasn't any tests that they could do for me. They didn't have anything at the time for that. And they said, when they see examples like this, it's usually IBS. And they gave me the FODMAP and I was just, I was so desperate just to find any type of relief because it was embarrassing being out in public and having bad digestive issues. And I just, yeah, it was kind of unlivable. So I did the FODMAP and I, started to feel good immediately and I was like oh my god this is my saving grace and because I'm really strict like you too Rachel I followed it to a teen I didn't care I was like I have so much discipline I'll follow anything especially to make me feel better Mm -hmm. so I followed it for a while and it just like wasn't sustainable so then I would feel extremely guilty if I would go off the FODMAP diet and then I would have like because it would show up in my body immediately and then you know that's you know, if you deal with chronic bloating and looking yourself in the mirror, it just completely ruined my body image. Um, So around that time too, I was not receiving my period. And prior to that, I hadn't really cared that I wasn't receiving my period because it was easy. So I didn't pay any attention, but um, I would go to my annual OBGYN appointment and she's like, oh, that's not normal. We should put you back back on birth control. Um, because sometime in college I stopped it. I was like, I don't need this anymore. I don't feel like I want to be controlled by a prescription. And I was strongly against it. But that was the only answer she gave me. And she said, and I was like, Well, can you explain to me like how does the hormones work? Like, I really want to understand this because I, I really want to understand more about my body. And the only answer she would give was it's going to protect your eggs, which is so upsetting to me because. That's not, yeah, that wasn't the answer I was looking for. Like that had no science behind it. It felt so disempowering that I had to relinquish all my feminine power to something that was outside of me and only so that I can have babies in the future. Um, So I decided to kind of do my own research and I had been hearing that word Ayurveda like multiple times. And because I was asking for answers, the universe kept showing me Ayurveda more. Um, I did a random cleanse that one of the other yoga instructors I met at my yoga studio um, was doing and it had Ayurvedic um, stuff in it and I was like oh my god I'm so happy I've been wanting to learn Ayurveda and and through that I then I picked up a book on Ayurveda and as soon as I started to learn the fundamentals of Ayurveda it just was like whoa this is it. This is all the answers I've been looking for because it was finally a science that really understood the mind-body connection and it understood all the symptoms that I have felt in all my life and finally had answers. It wasn't like you're going to a separate doctor for this and then another doctor for that. It was all encompassing, which is my mindset. I love seeing bigger perspective. I'm a projector. So that was so soothing to my soul. And because I like to be really empowered from there, I was like, oh, I'm going to school for this. This is it. I knew that I couldn't sustain just being a yoga teacher for that long and teaching that many classes. Um, for those of you who are core power avids, Rachel and I both got certified there and I was teaching yoga sculpt all the time. At one point, 10 yoga sculpt classes in a week um, and then five other classes. So as you know, if you're taking that class, it's it was a lot on my body and um, being in the heat all the time. So I needed something to pair with it and Ayurveda was my way. So around this time I was moving back to Chicago and um, I just continued to go to school for it, and I juggled. I then became finally a yoga studio manager because that's what I manifested. That's what I thought was my dream job and all be all. Um, I did it. I was so excited when I got it, and then um i realized sooner on when i was in the yoga studio position that ayurveda was really the way and what a dream it would be if i could just do ayurveda full time and that became my new manifestation and having my own business and um that seemed like that was so far away too and finally i got to a point where um you know i was at my yoga studio and i was managing it and i realized that I was unhappy and I was unfulfilled and even though it had fulfilled me at one point in my life, when I first started, I was at a different point in my life and I was ready to jump off the cliff and start the new thing, um, which was start soulful um, and do what I really loved, which is sharing the wisdom of Ayurveda and yoga, but under um, our own terms and what has worked in our own bodies, minds, and spirits. And so... Yeah, wow. I feel like I was talking for so long, but that's kind of how um Ayurvedic came into my life, how Soulful came into my life and my healing
1: journey. Wow, I did not know you started in Bikram yoga. I'm still stewing over that over here. <laughs> really? You didn't? No, I thought it was Vinyasa. I had no idea it was Bikram, but it makes so much sense now knowing you and <laughs> I even
0: took I used to take a, an advanced Bikram class in Manhattan Beach that was two hours and a half and I should show you pictures. Like, it's so funny of me, like foot to my head, like
1: crazy person. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally picturing it. Sometimes I think I have great willpower and discipline. And then I talk to Angelica about what she's doing in her life. And I just can't even hold a candle to her flame with that. So it always cracks me up hearing about those things. So I'm like, yeah, that's very on brand. <laughs> <laughs> um one part of your story that you, you know, maybe left out, maybe thought we didn't have time for, but I want to go there is your spirituality. You talked a little bit about your intuition and we've talked about it, you know, throughout this podcast, but you know, when was the time that you really started to lean into that? Was it Reiki? Was it through meditation and yoga or kind of an accumulation of all of those things to the peak point, which from my perspective, I feel like was the time you spent in India, but maybe from your perspective, you can think of a different time or story or something to help piece that together. Because I think that's a huge part of who you are and it infuses everything that you do. Um, So yeah, I just want to make sure that you share that part of your story.
0: Yeah, thank you. And it's like spirit is guiding the whole time, right? And you start to see that when you open up your spirituality and then you look back at your life and how it was always there for you. And so it was there for me when it showed me that my fashion PR job was not for me. And I was in a toxic environment. I had walking pneumonia at one point and this weird rash on my hands that I had to go to the doctor for. And I literally thought my whole life was falling apart. I was like, universe, why are you doing this to me? And they're like, because you are completely not in the right path, you should be. So I was redirected to the yoga world. And then um, I was given did with things and it was working and flowing. And the universe is like, okay, it's time to step it up. And then it showed me that I can have my own studio. I can manage my own. Um, And then it wanted me to step up even more. And it's like, no, you're meant to share this knowledge of Ayurveda. So I feel like the universe really shows you through your life experiences. And so for me, when I really connected, I mean, I feel like I've always had a connection with source in, in some way. It definitely started with. Um, being Catholic. And I kind of grew apart from it because I didn't resonate with religion anymore. So there was a phase where I just kind of didn't strengthen my crown chakra to any extent. But it was reignited when I did my Reiki training. So I, it was really... mm, now, actually, when I first moved back to Chicago, I decided to do Reiki one at Yoga View. For those in Chicago who know, and I got my attunement, and I didn't. I loved it, like I loved the idea of it, but I didn't really feel any effects of it, and I certainly wasn't using it. And I took about maybe like a year and a half until I got my Reiki two, and um, I was just drawn by source to go and take it again, and. After I did Reiki too, that's when I got my cycle back for the first time, which I mentioned earlier. And that's when I was like, whoa, this is so powerful. And I think because I see everything in my body and that's how Source has been sending me messages, they knew that I would connect with it the most by understanding that. So that was really powerful because I hadn't received my period in three years. And I just felt so extremely connected. I couldn't, like my dreams were so clear and lucid after that. And I could feel the Reiki energy pulsing through my hands. And then I started to get, give messages every now and then to some of my yoga studio students, and it would be so aligned with what they were feeling. And from there, I just, without a question, did my Reiki masters, but I didn't tell anyone because I knew that Reiki is, was kind of considered taboo and, you know, not A quote-unquote real thing, so I was kind of hiding it. But it was this little. I sometimes I like having little secrets for myself, and I I loved it because it opened up this. This (laughs) it's the moon in Scorpio. I think you can. (laughs) So typical. (laughs) But it just opened this whole world where, like, whoa! I'm so powerful. Where I can help heal people and and that soul transformation. So I knew that Reiki. Wasn't it's like oh this is only Reiki, right because then I'd be putting everything in boxes again but it was just open me up that how powerful I can be and I can call in the things that I want to so I feel like that was really the catapult to a lot of things and then um, through that I. Well, I guess I should say through my, one of my mentors um, that I have on the, on our podcast too, is Dr. Ryan Strong. And he first taught me Ayurveda. And as soon as he ta- talked about Vedic astrology, I was like, yes, I've always, always been interested in astrology since I was a kid. I remember the first time I picked up an astrology book and I was like, this is the meaning of life. Why don't we all talking about astrology all the time? And um, I kind of, obviously didn't go after the whole astrology route at, at age eight. So it came back to me. And when I found out that Vedic astrology, which is different than tropical astrology, more the mainstream Western than we know, it just made so much sense that that was the path I, went, I wanted to go into next. And I realized like, wow, there's all these different modalities that explain how we can connect to our spirituality. So maybe my core purpose is not just to teach this next best thing that I'm really resonating with, but to teach the core of it, the root of how everyone can connect to their source, can connect to their spirituality in a way so that when they are aligned with that, everything flows so much easier. You call in with abundance so much easier. You're on the right track. You're living a life of purpose. And, and that is truly the core of, of
1: what the work that we do. I love that so much. And there, there's something I actually want to pop back to that I think was an interesting part of your story. And we talked a little bit about it yesterday on our IG live. Um, But it's about manifesting and taking these you know, they almost seem like half steps, but they're so necessary. If you think about, you know, that studio manager role, it's like, that's the thing you wanted. And then you got it. And then you realize that it wasn't exactly what you wanted. And I think, you know, it's easy to see kind of the end goal, but that piece was so crucial because without it, who knows if we would have met and if you would have found Ayurveda and all of these other things that fell into place. Um, And now I think it's a really good lesson for us. When we first started Soulful, you know, obviously we had huge dreams and aspirations. We wanted to help and impact as many people as we, we could. But each of these half steps of things where we're learning and growing and trying on new programs, all of them are really crucial to help us build something that's better and better serves clients. And so, you know, I I say this, so if there's anyone who's kind of thinking to themselves, that sounds great. Like how do I get to the end or how do I get to where you're at? You know, wherever you're at is going to be perfect. And it's always coming back to that curiosity piece. What's the next thing you're curious about? So you, this is what reminded me of it is you fell in love with Ayurveda and that was amazing for you. And you use Reiki so beautifully. And that was such a huge part of how you practice and heal. And now it's Vedic astrology and it doesn't lessen the importance or significance of the other sciences or modalities, but it's just the next right thing for you. And so it's just, you know, yellow brick road, like one step at a time. So I really want to just highlight that lesson from your story because I think it's really important and something, honestly, I forget. So I feel like I'm saying this partially as a reminder to myself, but also as a reminder to anybody else who, who may need that.
0: Yeah, that's so true. And it's it really just comes back to trust yourself, trust your intuition, because that is the thread throughout both of our stories of trusting that we were being guided the whole entire time and the universe is happening for me. I feel like those two affirmations come back to me time and time again, and they serve as my my compass they completely guide me if you constantly feel like you're never going to make the wrong decision that you're always making the right one and that there's some lesson to be had of where you're at and you are and where you're at is totally fine and it's also so fine to know that you are deserving of the dream that you have as well
1: yeah I love that so much that's so good I love what you said that you're not you can't be making the wrong step like you're making every move, and especially if you act from that place, like I'm making the the right move, even if you know it seems like a misstep at you know right away. Like oftentimes, when you step back or time goes by, you see a grander perspective. And I was actually kind of giggling to myself as you were saying that because I feel like a year from now, maybe we'll listen to this podcast and be laughing at how little we know and what lesson was here that we couldn't see or, you know, part of our stories we might tell different. And I think that's, you know, one of the beautiful things about when humans share their stories is they're always changing. And even memories are kind of so fleeting because you're just picking up from it. What you remember and the feelings and sensations that stuck out in terms of lessons or powerful experiences, and so it's yeah, it's being able to be anchored here, confident in where you're at, grateful for where you're at, but also confident in where you're going, grateful for where you're going, and same thing with the past. So they all have a purpose. None of them more or less important than the others.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to listen to this a year from now
1: and to laugh at ourselves. That's always the best. Beautiful. So the only other question I have on um, your transformation is a lot of things you did before they were cool. And <laughs> I say that, um, you know, now knowing and seeing how like Instagram has blown up and social media is, and there's a lot of people now who are tuned in Reiki. I feel like every day someone is telling us that they're just beginning to practice Ayurveda. There's a ton more yoga instructors, which we love. We think that's incredible to see that. But I am very curious you know, you were kind of ahead of the rest, and I know you like to be ahead of the rest. But what did that feel like? Was it ever isolating? Were you always really confident in what you were doing and like to have that secret to yourself, or was there ever that time where you were kind of like, "I wish I was normal"? Because sometimes I have that feeling where I'm like, "Ugh, can't I just be at the <laughs> the corporate job, doing you know, n- not the bare minimum, but definitely not full out and risking all of these things?" But then, you know, I have to bring myself back to here. But yeah, just curious if that ever popped up for you and how you dealt with it
0: yeah that's actually really interesting I guess I never really thought about it that way I always thought that is part of my nature is to want to do go against the norm and to want to be like unique and completely my own and I love having my own things like to myself sometimes in a selfish way because I know they make me so authentic and they make me stand out from everyone else so I love finding something new and because I'm in tune to myself, I know that it's the right thing for me. So I don't care if there's like not a hundred people going after it. If I like find something, I don't know, like a new way to understand our body, mind and spirit, which I'm sure I'll have like 50 more in this lifetime that I'll learn. I'm going to jump right on it because that is something that I know will feed my soul. And I'll be on the phone with Rachel next week and be like, look what I found. And she's like, oh my oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm always giving Rachel like new healers that I think that are so amazing that I, I want a reading done with this person. And I just, yeah, I think that's something that I will say that I've always had confidence with, um, that I really love to be authentic. But on the other side of that too, there was a time in while I was learning Ayurveda, where I loved it for myself and I knew it fed my soul and I was totally fine. But it came to a point where I need to use my voice in order to, it's part of my purpose, is using my voice and being seen by others and what I love to do. So that transition where I wanted to be seen in Ayurveda and I wanted my voice to be heard in Ayurveda, but I didn't know how to do it because where I was and where I was living, it wasn't accepted. People weren't asking me to for my gifts. So people weren't open to it. It was difficult. I will say that because I had all this knowledge to share, but I didn't have the platform to do it. And so the universe gifted me with this most beautiful, amazing partner ever who saw that and who was like, oh my gosh, I think you're amazing. I'm like, wow, thank you so much. It's like the perfect story of a manifesto generator, meaning projector. I'm like, where have you been all my life? Thank you so much. You're like, we're going to make video huge. I'm like, yes, exactly. And you came at the perfect time because it really was like, "I, I need this sense of community. Um, even in the spiritual realm, I, you know, that's what kind of made me move to LA too. And I kind of, that was a huge reason is I really wanted more like-minded people to be around where I wasn't just the person who was practicing these things. I wanted people to inspire me because I often like to be the pioneer and leader in my own community, but I also love my mentors. I
1: love looking up to people. So um, yeah, I guess that was a yes and. I love that answer and I have a few things to say with the first one while it's on my mind is that I think that yearning for community is so strong for both of us which is why we did things like create the white worker society and we love putting groups together and experiences and events because we don't want people to feel alone and it is so much better and more empowering to you know be inspired by other people and that's you know part of what lights me up is I love getting inspired by others. I know you're the same and it's, it's such a beautiful way to do that. And I think the second piece is from the Manny Jen perspective over here. I think you've really helped me step into more of my voice and power because I, I'm kind of, I have my hand in a lot of bags and I can chameleon myself. And in my last role, I think that was really great because it one hand makes me personable and I can talk about a lot of topics, but on the other hand, Sometimes I didn't even know how I would really, honestly, truly feel about something or, you know, someone would ask my opinion and I would just be like, you know, whatever. And I had to really practice whether you call it boundaries or just even listening for that inner yes or no, like, okay, if you had to care, what would, what would you care about? What would you do? What would you say? How would you feel? And that's something that you've shown me how to do. And it's been really powerful. And I think, you know, not to say that being a chameleon is necessarily a bad thing, but I think I've learned how to balance it and you know, stay true to who I am while also being able to connect with someone on a topic that feels good to them, but also feels good to me and doesn't feel like I'm just able to speak on it. So I will because it's more comfortable for them, if that makes sense. Mm. Oh, I love that so much. So, yeah, lots of growth this past few years, many years of our stories. Um, I, I kind of want to end it just sharing like, what's what's the growth for this year? What are we feeling? Do we have a word? I know you have a word, but tell me a little bit about like, what's happening this year? How are you feeling? Yes, yeah,
0: so it's January 7th. That's the day we're recording it. And we're feeling pretty high energy in 2021. We're, uh, last year we've worked a lot on our, our limiting beliefs and our shadows um, on whole new levels. And I feel like that work has really been coming into fruition this year. And so things are flowing really good and just feeling really alive and aligned. um, I think because we've had so many changes in our life. I mean, I moved across the country, but in a place where I feel so at home, and my whole life kind of has changed here. But it is exactly what my body, mind, and spirit wanted. And Rachel's had so many exciting things happening too. Um, she just got engaged this last weekend. I'm so, so excited for you, and your whole life is changing too now. Um, you moved into a new apartment last year, and you're just, I'm so excited to see where your life is going. So we both have a lot of changes happening, and things are flowing in the ways that we wanted to, to like really live into this aligned life. And I guess we can go into each of our words. So my word for this year is authenticity. And this is something that I feel like is really a part of my identity is being unique and really owning that. And I feel like after living in Chicago for a while, it was not, I wasn't feeling connected to my authenticity anymore because I felt um that I didn't have the community that I really wanted to to uh, to inspire me to go beyond my means and who I can learn from and now I feel completely different living in LA and I know that I can totally be myself without caring about what other people think it's already like starting to really come back to my truth again and yeah I just want to be loudly and unapologetically me this year and that's what I'm focusing on so what is
1: your word Rachel? Well, I've been a bit of, a bit of Vata, like all over the place. Like I told you, I wanted ease and then I had like surrender and I was kind of all over with words, power, but I think I landed on trust. And last year I've always been a pretty trusting, optimistic person. I spoke about this yesterday at Audrey Life too, but I kind of operate on like Rachel time, Rachel things. I'm usually very confident that things, like if I jump off a cliff, I'll land on my feet. And the last two years making the shifts, like it was something that was so important to me that it was the first time I experienced fear and anxiety on that level. And it kind of rocked me where I'm like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. And looking back on that time frame, I was actually so supported and things were totally working out. And 99.9% of the fears were in my head. And this year, and you know, it started a little bit of last year too, but I'm committed to just trusting how it unfolds and the visual is like white knuckling and just releasing to open palms like that's how I want to be and that'll ignite I think more playfulness more fun or my true nature because that's just who I am and who I've always been and just kind of like folding back into that but in a new way in a more powerful and aligned miraculous way but still trusting that entire process so yeah trust is my
0: word Oh, I love that because well, the thread that I noticed is that we both said getting back to my true nature and that what really is every year is is just shedding more layers and getting back to the truth of
1: who we are, mm-hmm. which is Ayurveda. Getting Yeah, back to to that to that. I was like, and literally the core purpose of Ayurveda. So very aligned. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Beautiful. Well, we're going to wrap up this episode. 54 minutes so far of our stories. We hope you've enjoyed it, connected with it. We'd love to hear your story. We know it can be really vulnerable to share. I think sometimes it's even tough for me to share. I don't know about you, Angelica, but it's, you know, weird to put your story out into the ethers knowing it may change or you may have gotten parts wrong or who you might offend. Um, there's always I think those questions that come up, but we are surpassing those fears because we know this can inspire and empower. And it's, you know, if you're dreaming of a transformation or a move or a career shift or whatever it is, it's kind of all in here in these stories So know that whatever you desire, it's possible. Um, We've we've got you, we've been there. So if you, you know, want to share a story with us, we'd be honored to hear it and to share any nuggets of wisdom we may be privy to. Um, But just thank you so much for tuning in. And we'll see you in our next episode. Yes. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Please share your
0: story. It will inspire the masses. Talk to you soon.
1: We hope you enjoyed listening to our stories and our personal transformations and we've noticed that in this year 2021 so many more people are waking up to their souls calling whisperings and fully stepping into embodying their dharma and if you feel like this is you and you feel called and you feel ready we invite you to join our 2021 transformation program a six month long program that starts February 1st where Angelica and I are your guides teaching you all the things that we know love and practice Ayurveda spiritual psychology the chakra system And we dive deep into all of these things as well as creating a community through the group and empowering you to evolve, learn, and grow together. So if this is piquing your interest and you're feeling that intuitive hit that yes, this is the right next step for you, um, you can find the link for the program in our show notes or you can go to SoulfulVeta.com and you can find more information there. But apply quickly because the program will fill up and will sell out. So we hope to see you in there and hope you have a beautiful day. of love we do this because we love sharing the stories voices and uplifting the stories and voices of others so if you can write us your honest review give us your feedback that helps us to share more of this podcast and get more of those stories out into the ethers thank you all love you so much